Good morning to every one of you. It's great to be here again, um, sharing the word of God with you all. And I um, just want to just welcome all of you who have joined us for the first time. And for those of you who have been joining us weekly, um, welcome to you. Um, pray that you'll be blessed. Um, we're going to um, continue... <clears throat> to continue to look at the topic that we've been looking at. But before we do, um, just want to pray and ask the Lord to help us. Father, we come before you this morning. We pray, Father, that you will touch the hearts of many. And the things that you are wanting to do in our hearts and in our lives, I pray that you will touch us and help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I seem to be getting some feedback. So um, if the volume can be turned down um, on my um, TV downstairs, please, I'd be really grateful. Thank you. So we're going to continue to look at um, the topic that uh, I've entitled, Teach Us How to Pray, or the Lord's Prayer. Um, we have looked at this topic um, for the past week or so, but in, in particular, we've been looking at prayer and we've been looking at the different eight aspects that will seek to find an answer to prayer. And um, the last time, one of the things that we've done was to ask this question to kind of bring to our minds who the most influential person was and we came up with a numerous, there's numerous names that I came up with. I came up with Boris Johnson and Nancy um, Pelosi, um, Donald Trump, um, and, and Michael Green. Michael Green is um, the, the, the British scientist um, who's pioneered loads of just, um, different um, scientific theories. Um, and we came to the conclusion that the most important or the most influential, should I say, person on the earth is those who know how to pray and to get their prayers answered. It's those who know how to pray and to get their prayers answered. Because we said they are positioned to release the tremendous power of God and to change the landscape of the leaders and the nations and the communities. And we said that in the day that we're living in, it's really um, useful to know how to use this mighty weapon of war. Because in the days that we're in right now, the thing that's gonna change anything is prayer. And the thing that's gonna be changing us as well is prayer. And we need the Lord to help us in this vein. So we know that the Lord's, we, we said that the Lord's Prayer is one of the, as a well-known verse of scripture, we said that um, maybe we learned it at school, we learned it from our parents. But nonetheless, what we're going to be, um, what we did look at rather, was to look at Matthew chapter six. Now, we said that the Lord's Prayer is in two accounts in, in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke. 
we are looking at um, the book of Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13, I think it would be worth the world to read. Um, so Matthew chapter 9, verse, um, chapter 6, verse 9 to 13. And it reads this, it says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corners, but they may be seen of men. Verily I say to, unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into your closet, and when thou shut the door, um, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we said that the Lord's Prayer is not a creed or a chant, something that we just continue, continually recite. And probably we've done that back in our day, but really that is not the, 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 the thing about the Lord's Prayer. The, the thing about the Lord's Prayer is that it's, it's a way of touching the heart of God and it's a way that how we approach God in prayer. And so we looked at some of the things as to how we ought not to pray. And we said that we ought not to pray like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. And the scripture says, verily they have their reward. So to be seen by people, oh, that's all right, this, this person's seen me praying here, interceding hard and it's, it's, it's not about being seen by men but it's about being seen by God and I suppose these days it's like if, if you're online it's like that's the way oh oh someone see me being uh, online prayer but it's not even about that it's about we're seeking God's face because we want to seeking from our heart so as long as our heart is not wanting to receive um, a reward from men and they want to receive the reward from him that is honorable before the Lord and then the scripture goes on to say but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet and when thou sh has shut the door pray to your father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly then it goes into saying verse 7 but when you pray don't use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And be not 
ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. And we said that when we come to pray, we shouldn't use eloquent words. We don't need, need to use big words. All we need to do is come and pray from our hearts. God sees our hearts. The scripture says that man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. God sees our heart. He sees where we're at. He sees um, our motives. And so we then looked at how we should pray. And we said that we should pray with, um, when we looked at the aspect of our Father, and we said that there are many things that could be um, drawn out from the word our Father. But some of the things that I brought out was that the, it brings out the relationship between God and man, and he, uh, that he is our Heavenly Father. And we also brought up the aspect of the fatherhood of God, that this is a father um, and, and son or a father and daughter relationship. And that the way that we've viewed, that we viewed our natural father can potentially have an impact upon how we view our heavenly father. And I brought up the point that um, how our heavenly father when he, when he sees us wanting to just pray, his arms are opened wide, wanting to minister to us, wanting to pour out blessings upon us, wanting to answer our prayer, wanting to comfort us, wanting to heal us. He is wanting to give. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave. It is his heart that he wants to give to each and every one of us. And that is the Father heart of God. And we then went on to look at that when God is, when we come before the Lord, we must realize that he's not someone we're waiting with a big stick ready to beat us, but he's waiting with tender loving care and tender loving mercy, wanting to love and to cherish and to bless his children and then we we brought out the point that when we um look at this scripture about our father we realize that god is our source we may have different avenues of revenue we may have different ways of means of having income coming in but ultimately God is our source. He's not a source. He's the source. The scripture says, but we shall remember that it is he that gives us the power to get wealth. And we need to also remember that it is not our talent. It's not our businesses. It's not our parents or our sisters or our brother. It's not even our job. But we need to remember that it is God who is our source. Although God may use us, these different avenues that I've mentioned as conduits, these avenues are just avenues, but not the source. And we, we, we mentioned that every good and perfect gift comes from heaven above, from the Father of lights. So then we moved on to the aspect of um, how 
we can come into the presence of God boldly. And I gave the illustration of a meeting that I saw on TV, well, um, a film that I saw, and there was a, um, a director on the other side of the, of, the of the desk, and he was having a meeting, but then the director's child just ran into the room and just ran and said, daddy, daddy, with his, and then the arms were opened wide by the dad, which is highlighting again about the father heart of God, about God's father heart for us. He is not wanting to shun us away. He's wanting to embrace us. So this is all in the aspect of our father. Then we, we moved on to the part about who art in heaven. We, we understand that we are in on earth and God is in heaven. He dwells in eternity. He, and the scripture says how, how he is the father of lights. And so he dwells in a different realm entirely from us. And the way how he does things is not how we do things. And so we understand that when we come before the Lord, we have to come before him with faith. And we need to come before him with reverence as we look on further on. Um, we have to, um, in the book of Revelations, chapter 22, verse 5, it speaks of like how he is the source of light, which is bringing out that element, like what I said in number one. He, everything comes from him, from him. Everything originates from God. So we need to look to him. So as we're coming before him, it's positioning ourselves as, and, and reminding us that it is he that is the one that, is the, that will bless us. He's the one that will strengthen us. He's the one that will increase us and give us the solutions that we are looking for. Then we mentioned about number three, but hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name is, and, and the scripture that we mentioned in 1 Samuel, um, and I'll just go to the verse that I want to really highlight in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 27, and verse 27 to verse 30. And I'll read verse 29. So it says, so why do you scorn my sacrifices and offerings? Why do you give your sons more honor than you give me? For you and they became fat from the best offerings of my people, Israel. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, I promise that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests, but I will honor those who honor me and I will despise those who think lightly of me. So we spoke of in this part of this, um, where we talk about hallowed be thy name. We're speaking about the honoring the Lord, honoring him. We reverence him. There's a, a reverence as we come before the Lord in prayer and then we jumped on to um verse um the aspect about thy kingdom come and we said and thy will be done and with this we looked at about the things that god wants to implement upon the face of this earth in the hearts and in the lives of his people 
in the, in the world today about us being in a position that we can be channels to implement God's um, agenda. And then we looked at the scriptures saying that, therefore, uh, sorry, in Acts chapter 13, verse 35 to 36, it says, therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your holy one to see corruption for david after he had served his generation by the will of god fell asleep was buried with his fathers and saw corruption so he served his generation there is a purpose for each of us to serve there is a generation of people there is a community of people that we need to touch and reach. There are people that I can't reach that you can. And there are people that you can't reach that I have to reach. Each of us have an assignment on this earth. And the scripture says here how David served his generation by the will of God and then fell asleep. He allowed the will of God, which was in heaven, to come on earth and touch the hearts of people so whether it's in our calling and we're, we're wanting his will to be done in our life in our calling in our finances and in our workplaces and in our businesses and in whatever we find our hands to do so we spoke about that and we got to the point of number five which speaks of give us this give us this day our daily bread and what i wanted to highlight here is that god is not interested in showing or in giving us our yearly bread or our quarterly bread or our monthly bread saying this is what you this is what you this is your quarter for this month this is your quarter for this year no more god is interested even giving us our daily bread and that is encouraging so that is this bringing and highlighting the point again god has endless resources god god's bank account will never ever run dry we do not need to worry about us coming before the lord and asking him because we are his children and we can come to him boldly just like that child running to the into the arms of the director we have the assurity that we can and know that whatever it is however small it is however big it is however mind-blowing it is we can come to god and we know that he will answer our prayer as we come to him in faith as we come and we present our hearts before him and as we come in humility and we pray in, 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 in from our hearts to him he will answer our prayers and so children naturally spontaneous, um, spontaneously always look to their parents to supply all their needs all their wants and it's the same for us we need to look to him as our father, our Abba father, our daddy, 
so that we can ask him for what we need. So give us this day our daily bread. God is wanting to bless us and meet us at the point of our needs. And it's not just, it's, it, it could be natural, it could be spiritual. God's source is endless. And regardless of what it is that we need, our Lord God will meet our needs. Because we are reminded in the book of Philippians, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. So the thing, the thing is, is this, if we are lacking anything, potentially, potentially, we are seeking our own supply for the, and, and, we're using God as a secondary source, just potentially. Because if we're not having that thing that we, we, we need from the Lord, then something's not quite right somewhere. And we need to look at where our hearts are positioned and aligned so that we can be, um, allow the, the true source to come and supply all our needs, who is our God. The scripture says in, in Psalms 68 verse 19 that blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, even for God of our salvation. So this is emphasizing again how God wants to bless us beyond our wildest expectation and daily at that. The sixth point that I want to really highlight today is this, is this, is forgive us our debts or forgive us our sins as we forgive our, those who sin against us. Now, every one of us, we, we sin um, uh, from time to time, many times. And, you know, the facts of the matter is we're all human. We're, we're, we're all weak. We're, we're frail as it speaks of in, in the Psalms, like how we are frail and we're weak and we have the potential to always um, to hurt someone or to do something wrong. Now, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can, and we, we can come and we could always have, maintain a position of mercy towards other people and not be surprised by the behavior of others. Because sometimes people will do things or say things towards us that will hurt us, that will cause us to be um, really um, upset. But with God's help, ha having been in that position of mercy all the time towards others will really help us because we will realize that we're, we're frail, we're weak all of us and we have to maintain an allowance for, the, for, for, for humanity and this is what will help our prayers to be really really effective because in the in the in the scriptures in the book of Matthew chapter 18 verses 21 to 35 it brings out the point about Peter asking Jesus saying how many times should I you know forgive my brother 
And Jesus came back and said to him 70 times, you know, before that, Peter said to him, should I just forgive him seven times and that's it, that's it? No. Jesus said 70 times 70. In other words, all the time. And then the, he gave the parable um, about, about the king and, and the, the person who um, Kate, Kate, um, held that person um, ransom. Um, I, I don't want to go for it right now because of time. But basically, it was just bringing out the point that that person who was forgiven needs to forgive. And it's important that we forgive because if we don't forgive, God cannot forgive us. So in other words, if we do not show mercy to others, God cannot show mercy to us. And there's a very powerful scripture that I want to read. Um, let's see if we can find the scripture. I can't find it right now. Probably will come. I'll get it a bit later on. But my point is, is that we need to have mercy towards others. We need to display grace towards others consistently so that we are sowing the right seeds. Because there's going to come a day when you will need the mercy from God or from someone else. And we're sowing great seeds towards our future. So just to highlight some, some reasons, just very quickly, because um, I realize I only have, I haven't got too long now, and I want to finish this today, that there are certain reasons why we need to show mercy. We need to show mercy because we're going to need it in the, need it, um, in the future. That's number one. And we realize we're not going to be per we're not going to be perfect between now and that time um, we until we be with Jesus. So we need to always have mercy at our dispo disposal, and not to um, and not to um, be not unforgiving. And the scripture that I wanted to, I found now found that scripture I wanted to show you. And it's in James chapter 2, verse 13. And it reads this. It says, you must show mercy. It says James chapter 2, verse 13. You must show mercy to others or God won't show mercy to you. But the person who shows mercy can stand without fear at the day, at the judgment. There's going to, on the day of judgment, if there's anything that we're going to be needing is the mercy of God. And all those times that we've shown mercy to somebody, God is going to use that to show mercy towards us. All those seeds that we've shown and sown to others, we're going to be reaping it. And so we need to show mercy so that we can experience mercy on the day of judgment. There's another reason why we need to show mercies the mercy of God to others is because the Bible says that God is merciful and we need to imitate him we need to be like him and the scripture says like in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 to 5 it says God's mercy is abundant and his love 
for us is so great. But while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, he brought us to life in Christ. So whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ was showing us mercy. God the Father sent his son, showed us mercy whilst we were sinning, whilst we abused him, whilst we, our backs was turned towards him. And this is what we need to do. We need to be like Christ in showing him mercy. Another reason why we need to show mercy is this, is in, we need to show mercy because God commands it. In Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, it reads this. God speaks and, and he speaks through the prophet saying this. The Lord has told you good and this is what he requires of you. To do what is right, to love mercy and to walk humbly before our, your God. And these are the three things that the Lord wants. He wants us to walk humbly, to, to love mercy and to do what is right. And to love mercy is very key. Again, because in loving mercy, you will be, and rem remembering the scripture, what the Lord is saying to us, we will, it will help us to show mercy and love towards other people. And then the fourth aspect why we need to show mercy is because this, it, show, it actually produces happiness. Showing mercy actually produces happiness. The scripture reads in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 21, if you want to be happy, be kind to the poor. It is a sin to despise anyone. If you want to be happy, and I know that many of us want to be happy, I want to encourage you, show mercy, show love, show kindness. When someone hurts you, when someone harms you, when someone does wrong towards you, forgive them. It could have been us by the grace of God where we would have done something wrong to that person. And, show, and so in showing love and in showing mercy, and in showing grace, it will be given to us as a result. And then finally, in num the, the last aspect is this. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And in this aspect of the Lord's Prayer, it's saying here that our petition, so our petitions cover um, protection against the enemy, against the different onslaughts that he will seek to unleash against us, and that the Lord will actually protect us. In Psalms 34 verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. And with this, we need to bear in mind that God wants every aspect of our lives covered from recognizing that he's our father and coming before him in reverence, with reverence, recognizing that he wants to bless us, recognizing that he wants to 
protect us from every work of darkness, recognizing that he's our source. But with all of these different aspects that we've, I've mentioned today, I want to pray for us. And I don't know what area the Lord has touched you in and where he's working on your heart. But one of the things that I wanted to just, men I want to just mention before I, I finish, on this last aspect, to protect us from the evil one, it could be, there's so many different things that the Lord um, can you know, protect us from. Not just danger, but from pride, from gossip, from holding unforgiveness, from selfishness, from rebellion, unforgiveness. These things are deadly. These things will bring great hindrance in our prayers. And so as we come before the Lord today, I want us just to present our hearts before him. And as I said earlier, the Lord, man looks in the outward, but God looks on our heart. And I don't, I just want you to just come before the Lord and just pray. I want you to just join me in prayer. And I want you to just, just have that area in your heart that's really, the Lord has really touched you in and that, that he will just answer that prayer. Father, I bring your people before you this morning. I pray that you will help us in doing the things that you need us to do. Lord, the Lord's prayer is so powerful and we thank you for it, for it Lord. The aspect of doing your will, the, the aspect of lead us not into temptation, the, the, the aspect of just recognizing that you're our source. Father, the aspect of reverencing you and hallowing you. Father, we, we are just wanting whatever aspect that you have touched your people in. I pray that you'll continue to minister to each of them. Father, if it's something where you have asked your 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 child or your daughter to um to carry out lord and they're struggling in doing it strengthen them lord touch them father if someone's been hurt by someone else and they're finding it hard to forgive lord help them touch them help them lord to show mercy father if it's the the, the area of lord this this really needing to know that you're that, that you are their source can you just minister to them in that area strengthen them help them lord to recognize that you are their source father i commit each person into your hands and i pray that you will help your people i thank you and i pray this prayer in jesus name amen